Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, then he went on in verse 14 and says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So Jesus himself, God, manifested flesh, full of the Holy Ghost, now has the power of the Spirit. And what happens, verse 40, it says, And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Why were they healed? It was because of the power. Yes, he was God manifested, but it was because he was full of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, we as FPC, we have a responsibility as they come, as we get into Project 500, as they come and as we go out, we have a responsibility to have Pentecost here. We have a responsibility because we have the Spirit of God, the presence of God. That is our responsibility. And so I want to speak to you just a few minutes on Pentecost Renewed. Can everyone say Pentecost Renewed? You can be seated. Pentecost Renewed. As we've seen the vision and we've gotten clarity of what's to take place here in the next coming months, and I believe this with all of my heart. As Pastor shared several weeks back of here, what, here's what I'm feeling. What does this look like? And we began discussing things and, and so forth and coming up to a time frame to, to bring it to you as, as the church, as the LFPC. God began stirring something in our hearts. We began realizing that this is time that we've become, honestly, and then talking to myself, complacent with just us and everything's going good, everything's going well. We're finally in the building we've been talking about for literally years. We're here, let's just coast, let's settle in and just have church with our people. But there a stirring began happening, a stirring began taking place, and, and we got, began realizing, and pastor began pushing, this, there's much more to this than just this and us being just comfortable, honestly. We just are 300 plus, and we can just coast on to heaven we have a responsibility to our city. We have a responsibility. And it's not just pastor's responsibility, Brother Eddie. It's not just my responsibility. It's not just your responsibility, but it's our responsibility. And so that's why we need a Pentecost renewed here in our body and in our city. We need a stirring of the Spirit. Because what I just read there is when Jesus himself is full of the Holy Ghost, things began to happen. It said everyone that came was healed, and it was because of a moving of God's Spirit. It was because of a moving of the presence of God. And we have as individuals, as followers of Jesus, those that have been filled with the Holy Ghost and those that are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you have that same power within you. Therefore, I believe our community needs an event just like what took place on the day of Pentecost. Well, we read about this event in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. It says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for this promise. Verse 5, And John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you to wake up. Because verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem, which is our Lexington, and in Judea, which is our communities here close to us, and in Samaria, this region. You shall have that same power. Therefore, we need Pentecost renewed here at FPC. 
And when that Pentecost is renewed in our spirits, it's going to flow out into our community. And this Project 500 will be a small number because Pentecost will begin taking place around our town. We need an event. Because I read another about this event in Acts 2 and verse 1. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place and and they were just there waiting on what God had told them to wait for. And everyone say, and suddenly... And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There were some suddenly type moments that took place there in Acts, and I believe there's some suddenly type moments that's going to happen here in our community. I want to hear about these suddenly moments, Sister Bonnie, taking place in our community where people are calling and they're texting. We're not sure exactly what happened, but there's a suddenly type thing that just took place. People were filled with the Holy Ghost when we walked by them. Brother Stoney, I walked by somebody, I'm not sure what took place, but they were healed. Just because you were there, because you have the same power that Jesus left that, that wilderness with. You have that same power with you. And some suddenly type moments begin happening, because I promise you, you let some of these things take place that took place in Acts here in Lexington, a lot of people know real quick. They didn't have social media to begin taking pictures and posting live videos and sending things out. But you let people begin being raised from the dead as this child was, was raised from the dead that we heard just a moment ago happen in our community. How fast do you think people will hear about that? Come on, somebody. Brother Stoney, let somebody be raised from the dead and see how fast people start wondering what took place. Let people, those that are strung out on, on drugs tonight, that they're, they're in a place of hopelessness, let them begin being filled with the Spirit. Let hope rise in them. Let some backslidden children be filled and renewed in the Spirit. Let's see how fast it takes. This Project 500 will take place so fast if there's some suddenly type moments that begin happening here in our city. FPC, they need an encounter with the King of Kings. People in our city need an encounter with Jesus Christ. They don't need an encounter with me. They don't need an encounter with pastor. Though we know the answer, but they need an encounter with Jesus Christ. They need an encounter with him. I've got friends. I've got family that need an encounter with Jesus Christ. And yes, we're talking about a number. That's just a vision. That's just a goal. That's just a stepping to the vision and the envision that pastor has. But they need what you have. Therefore, FPC, we have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to share what you've experienced in your life. Because our city needs an encounter with Jesus Christ. That's why we do what we do to realize that they need a Savior. So therefore, Bishop, we need this Pentecost experience renewed in our spirit. And I'm the first one that's become complacent with my Pentecost experience. Yes, I'm saved. Yes, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, I love our community, but I'm asking God, renew that Pentecost experience in my life. Because there is, a, there is a lost and dying world here in our city. 
There's those that you're connected with that need an experience with Jesus Christ. And that's why here tonight we're giving you a Project 500 vision. Of realizing us as a body of believers, there's something that's got to be shaking within us to realize that there are people that are dying and going to hell. Heaven is real, and I'm thankful for heaven. But just as much as heaven's real, there's also a place of forever torment. And I have a responsibility to connect as many people as I can to a Savior that's absolutely crazy about them. Again, I submit to you tonight, in the next few moments, that our city needs a Book of Acts experience. No longer can we stand complacent and not involved. Pastor asked you very directly, Pastor brought to you and asked you, are you going to be committed? Because I like to participate because I'm not too obligated to things. I don't have too much responsibility. But God's asking you, will you be committed to the cause? This isn't committed to the cause of our pastor. This isn't committed to a cause of our bishop that's been in our city for years. But will you be committed to the cross that Jesus Christ died on? Will you realize that this is not about you? It's not about me. But it's about others. We don't like things being about others. Because we're a self-driven, selfish generation, just being honest. Everything is about me and mine and my family, and don't worry about this. If others are blessed, if others are saved, great. No, we're all going to stand before a Savior. And if any of us been complacent, has any of us drug our feet and just simply sharing the gospel, simply sharing what God's done for you? You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to know every directive of the, of the Word of God. But all of you have a testimony of experiencing the love of Jesus Christ. And that's all winning somebody's about is sharing what Jesus Christ has done for you. What this world, what our country, what our state, and even FPC needs is we need a renewal of that Pentecost experience. Because when they come, we owe it to them to create an atmosphere for the moving in the presence of God. Lexington, our city, our great city, needs an encounter with the king of kings. It's not more money. Mayor Eddie, it's not more jobs. It's not a better school system that our city needs. Our city needs an experience with Jesus Christ. They need, to they need to receive an experience with the King of Kings, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God moving in their lives. And it's not Pentecost, Pentecost as a, just a religion that they need, but it's Pentecost as an experience.
That's suddenly what took place there in Acts. It's for them today. And we must have a rekindling of that spirit. That's what I'm asking you tonight. Let something be rekindled in your spirit tonight, in your home and in your family. Because whether we like it or not, you have a responsibility. He said, when you receive that power, I'm asking you to be a witness. Share your testimony. Share what you've experienced. Because there will be some of those suddenly tight moments when you begin sharing your experience and what God's done in your life. When you share what's going on in your life and you simply pray a prayer of encouragement to them, those suddenly tight moments begin happening. Boldness begins to rise up and you can lay your hands on those that are sick in their body. You can lay your hands on those that are discouraged and hopeless and strung out. And we have enough of that here in our city. We need to pray against the spirit of addiction. Because you have this, that Paul, that Joel talked about, this is that. You have that Holy Ghost. You have that spirit. And if you don't, it's for you. And I believe you can have it even here before you leave tonight. Because we owe it to those every time they walk in those doors. We have to create an atmosphere of worship and of praise for the Spirit of God to move and to flow freely. We've got to have His Spirit moving each and every time that we come together. Brother Nathan, if you'll come back to the piano, we've got to have His Spirit because what our city needs is an experience once again with the presence of God. So yes, it's vision. Yes, it's a number. But again, it's about people. It's about souls. It's about those that haven't just yet experienced what you've experienced and having a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to have power of God moving every time that we come into this sanctuary. For A.W. Tozer said it this way, he said, if the Holy Ghost was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. We've got to have the presence and spirit of God moving. And it's our responsibility. Yes, he's God. He can do as he wants. But because we've experienced that experience of receiving him, we have a responsibility of creating an atmosphere that others can be connected to him. But A.W. Tozer goes on to say that if the New Testament church, if the Holy Ghost was, was withdrawn from them, 95% of what they did would stop and everyone would have known the difference. We've got to have the Spirit and the presence of God. Because our city, FPC, our city is worth saving. Everything could be solved in our families, in our homes, and in our city. If there was a move of God. The Spirit of God overshadow our homes, 
would take care of every situation. There was a move of God in some of those suddenly moments swept throughout our city and our community. Everything could be in the perfect will of God because it is His will for people to be saved. This pastor brought it to you, and from your handout, we ask you to take these and pray over them. He talked about entrench, and we talked about teach, and we're going to be expounding on these things. I'm going to spend just one moment on asking you about who's that one, and hopefully someone's come to your mind here. We realize that there are those that are lost and dying, and they haven't had an encounter with Jesus Christ just yet. I believe it's coming. But who is your one? Honey, if you'd come up, babe. Come up here with me. We are asking, when you ask you about who's your one, we're not asking you, and though it'd be great for you to win one, but we're just asking you, everybody can bring one person to church in the next six months or so. We're just asking you to bring them to church. Just invite them to come to church with you. We're believing there's going to be an atmosphere where miracle signs and supernatural things are taking place here. This is our holy place where we congregate together. This is where we're drawn together. But who is your one? On my wife's side of the family, she had a, a bit more of a heritage as far as with the graves is and different ones that throughout the years and pastors and preachers and aunts and uncles and different ones when we talk about who's your one as far as a legacy being passed down and she was actually sharing with me just a few days ago where her grandma expounded a little bit more this is on her dad's side of the family grandma Lola where she encountered truth for the first time So there was a connection there. I believe it was a tent revival. When we talk about outreach, it was a tent revival taking place there close to their home. And as they were having service and having church, her her grandma would intentionally, because she was curious, uh, would go out. And I believe Keith, she said she's working in the garden, uh, but she would go out while they're having church and work in the garden because she wanted to hear by the marshal what was taking place at the tent revival. There was a curiosity. And then Keith, as a child, told her, Mom, you know, if you'll go, I'll go go with you. So that was the encounter. Really through evangelism, somebody having a burden to do a tent revival connected her grandmother, but then you get into the graveside and her Aunt Nita, we called her Nana, and the legacy that was there. But who's your one? Who connected you to truth? Who connected you? Who invited you? The church is my question, and we're going to pray together here in just a moment. I didn't have generation after generation after generation after generation of of those that I could stand here and say that were apostolic or had received the Holy Ghost for years, but I'm thankful for those that connected me. I'm thankful for those that were 
my one or our one in connecting us to Jesus Christ. I'll ask my mom and my aunt to come up here really quick and come on, mom. Get in the eye. Would tell them to run, but I don't think that's appropriate. But who's your one? It was through an outreach, and which would basically be a street ministry, but it was in, oh mom, it was in 1972, 73 thereabout that that our one began connecting people, my family, to truth. It was through street ministry, Bishop. Mom Beecham, that you made your way back in the early 70s to my mom and my aunt's neighborhood. The trailer park right up here in the middle of town was our bishop and our mom Beecham. Began coming through and just inviting these young girls to church. Inviting them to come. Be a part of truth. To you all, I value being that one. Because if it wasn't for a simple invitation of my mom and my aunt, I can't say, Pastor, that I would have had that Pentecost experience renewed in my life. I'm going to ask my family to come up here really quick. Dad, come join us. Landon, Brooklyn, come on, baby girl. Nate. I ask you, church, who's your one? That's all pastors asking us too. Let's be intentional about this thing. Let's be committed. We can all ask somebody, hey, would you want to go to church? Is Bishop and Mom Beecham ask my mom? And my aunt, no doubt, probably playing outside in the yard, whatever, but... Would you girls want to come be come to Sunday school? I owe you gratitude for simply inviting us to church. The value, Sister Bonnie, of one simple invitation. So who's your one? Who's your one? Will you be committed to expanding the kingdom of God? Will you be committed? Sister Monica, would you come? Actually, Brother Mondo, all your family, come on. The girls spread out. Sister Miracle, come on, girl. Who's your one? It would be the summer of 2001 that uh, actually my brother had got connected. Sister Monica had stopped by the fire station, I believe it was, and different volunteer firemen at the time. And my brother just simply, I believe, Sister Monica, and you can correct me, just asked you, won't you come to church with me? On a Sunday, 
come be in the house of God. And she texted me back the other day when I was texting him and asking him what, I wanted to make sure I had this, but it was just a simple invitation. But my brother said, hey, won't you come to church with us? They had met. They showed up at church. I believe she met my wife first. And then just because of one simple invitation to church, Sister Bonnie, the young lady shows up and now their family is an integral part and the beautiful young women of God that are on the other side there, their daughters and their aunts and their moms and their uncles, different ones that are out of town, but it was all because of one invitation. Uncle John, so who is our one? Who will be your one? Can we stand together? You guys stay. We're going we're gonna to pray. I ask you as you stand, there's probably someone that's come to your mind, but I ask you to reminisce just for a moment, and we're going to come and we're going to pray together here. Do you remember your one that invited you? Maybe that one that connected you just and said, hey, let's, would you come be in church with me? Would you come and visit with us sometime? That's where we as FPC have that responsibility that obligation to connect others to Him. And that's all of our responsibility. Just, hey, will you just come with me? And let's see what God has in store. Can we bow our heads? Project 500. Yes, it is our number. But in reality, everything is connected to a number. When you think about your age or the pounds we've put on or I've put on or what our weight is, our health, our blood pressure, all these different things is connected to a number. We check our temperature, we get a number. You pass or fail a test at school, it's all connected to a number. I just want to remind you that also revival in my book my Bible was connected to a number. Revival was represented by a number. It was in Acts 1 and 15. It began with 120. It had an encounter, had an experience with Jesus Christ. And then I read one chapter later, it was 3,000 that had now gathered and that was receiving an encounter with Jesus Christ. So there's lots of things connected to a number when we talk about revival. Because two chapters later, Acts 4 and 4, I read where there's now 5,000. It's connected with an encounter with Jesus Christ. So we will reach, we will teach, and we're going to entrench people. I'm just asking you, will you believe for it with us? Will you believe for it with us? We're going to begin praying together. They're going to begin singing. I'm asking you if you would, if you'll, you say, okay, Pastor, Pastor Dave, this isn't for Brother Nick, but Pastor, we're behind you 100%. We're going to be behind you. We're going to be committed. As individuals, we're going to get things committed in our own lives, but we're going to be committed to what we can do on our part 
of this Project 500, I'd ask you to come as close as you can to the front, and we're going to connect here together, and we're going to end in prayer. They're going to begin singing. And I would ask you, if you would, as you get as close as you can, if we could just go to our knees for just a few moments. And we're going to pray over our city. Just get as close as you can. We're going to go to our knees and we're going to pray over our city right now. We're going to realize that, Pastor, we're behind you. And we're going to let something settle in our spirits. We're going to let something settle in our minds here tonight and realize that this is a city that's worth saving. I have a lot more than just one that I'm obligated to. There's a lot more than just one, but I'll start with the one. And from today, as pastors asked us to commit, I'm going to start right here in this altar, committing myself to not just participate, but I'm going to be all in for what it is that God has for me what it is that God has for our city right now. Can we begin lifting our voice? God, we need you. God, we need a move of your spirit, God. Come on, somebody lift your voice. God, we need a move of your spirit, God. Help us, oh God. We've heard that there is no way. People need an encounter with you, oh God. They need an encounter with your spirit, We've your power, your presence. God, I pray you shake us, oh God. Shake our spirits. There is power. God, shift something within me. So much power. Responsibility, God. God, I have an obligation, oh God. God, we believe. Oh, somebody need to pray in the spirit right now, God. We don't know exactly what I'm praying for right now, but you know, oh God. I'm going to intercede on your behalf.
Sometimes we seem to forget if we're not careful. I could see it right now, visiting in that mobile home, trailer park, those two little girls. And their dad was uh, uh, Melinda's dad and uh, was just a big, tall Church of Christ man, you know. And, uh, but he agreed after several visits to let, you know, Kay started and Melinda. And your associate pastor uh, uh, came from uh, what you would say a bus kid. Isn't that great? I mean, isn't it great? I mean, some of the finest folk in the world in this church is, is Melinda and Kay. And then that Ray, I looked and saw him up here. I remember him. Uh, he was kind 